Hello friends, welcome to another episode of Hybrid Unlimited. We've been on a little bit of a holiday hiatus, but this will be our Christmas slash New Year's episode. Also, I don't think we talked about this on the last podcast, but that was episode 200. What? Yeah, we didn't celebrate or anything. Oh no, we didn't have like a little birthday cu- cupcake or I something. I know, we, we should have done something for it, but we didn't. I forgot, we kind of just like breezed right through it. But that's a big one for us, 200 episodes. That's a lot. That's a lot of sitting down and talking and uh, we haven't been canceled yet. So, <laughs> you know, that's. I feel like we're doing something right. Uh, yet. Yeah, with that being the case. Um, yeah, for everybody uh, who's seeing this, I don't know if it's going to come out before or after Christmas, but I hope you either have or had a Merry Christmas. Happy, Happy Holidays. Whatever you celebrate. Not limited to Christmas. Yeah, whatever. All that good stuff. Whatever you celebrate, that's great. As long as you got to see your family. Um, you know, and uh, what's that? That viral video? Eat some bread and desserts and... Get all fat and sassy. I don't know that video. You don't know that one? Oh my god. Are you serious? Let me pull this up. (laughs) (laughs) I think it was during Hurricane Katrina and this woman, they're they're interviewing her. Like they're interviewing people how they like when when they're walking by. And and that I'll just play it. Add, oh. So nice. We have premium, why is it, or whatever it's is called. The snow oh. will mean less people <laughs> on the slick roads. We'll probably sit around and cook some soups and eat bread and desserts and just get all fat and sassy. Oh, wait. <laughs> I think I remember the, the last part. I think it's probably something. Okay. Yeah, well, I hope you guys all got to do yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. It seems like that's a good time. That's fine. Um, yeah. And uh, other than that, we're going to do our usual thing. We're going to, you know, talk about some things that we just found particularly interesting. Maybe some topical things. I guess it's right in line with us to probably start with... Uh... Oh, actually, before before this, I did want to say, um, you know, I think I breezed over our whole usual spiel. But make sure you check us out on hyperstrengthcoach.com. Uh, you can do any one of our programs, whether it's any of the strength programs, uh, hybrid powerlifting, hybrid weightlifting, strongman, uh, build, which is a bodybuilding program, any, anything in between, you can do that. It is, and you can do it for seven days free. All you have to do is check the seven day free option at checkout. Also, if you guys want to take it a step further, I am uh, taking on a few personalized coaching clients. I just started with uh, a couple this week. So if you want to work directly with me one-on-one, you can just email me at Hayden at hybridperformancemethod.com. That's exciting. That's a privilege because I have had you all to myself for the last, (laughs) I don't know how many months, the whole year since I stopped being sick. We've, well, you've coached me since we've been together, but like this has gotten more serious and you guys are missing out. If you're not getting coached by Hayden, which obviously you wouldn't be because he just started to take clients. Um, dude, you're an amazing coach. But yeah, uh, 
I missed it. I've been doing it for sure. I've been doing it for set a timer for 20 minutes. Uh, a long time. And I, uh, you know, I haven't had the time in the last few years to take people on personally, but it's something that I missed. And, um, now since we're here on the East coast, it's a little like, it's, it's a little more chill out here. It's not so crazy. There's not really that much stuff to do compared to Miami or Toronto. <laughs> no, um, not at all. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, uh, what's his name in Talladega Nights? I'm like, uh, I don't know what to do with my hands. So I'm Yeah, well you've been wanting to do something. Use that to write some programs. And you've been taught, you, every time that you coach me, you're like, I like coaching you. And like, you, I think you've just gotten missed. Yeah. Missed it. I do miss it. So again, if you want to do that, Hit me up, Hayden at hybridperformancemethod.com. We'll get you started. You fill out a little questionnaire. We figure out what uh, what's the best way to approach your goals. And, uh, you know, we go from there. Or if you just have questions about it, you can hit me up uh, at that same email address. That being said, um, you can sit back, relax, and enjoy the episode now. Before we get into the episode, just want to give a quick shout out to Whitmer Rejuvenation Clinic. They are a sponsor of ours and we took them on because we talk a lot about testosterone, hormone replacement therapy, PED use, all that stuff. And because of that, you know, while we have opinions on that, we are not professionals in that space. If you have questions about whether you're a good candidate for that or not, these are the people that can help you with that. And Marcus, I know that you have been a customer of theirs for, you know, quite some time. So maybe you can speak to that a little bit yeah i i was going through the same thought process years ago and i had a lot of questions about you know the the state of my blood work uh my testosterone levels and as a performance athlete it was always a question that i had in the back of my mind guys please don't go to your local gym bro or guy on instagram to get these questions answered for you women rejuvenation clinic provides solid medical advice they read your blood work they go to the results with you and they give you actionable and realistic steps for dealing with potential medical problems and not bullshit. This is for actual medical advice. So please, you know, if you have questions on this stuff, let them take your blood panels and give them a chance, give them a consult. And I promise you, they'll they'll treat you right. I know they've done that for me over the years and I can only speak positively about my experience and the type of advice they've given me. Check them out in the show notes. They provide comprehensive assessments over telehealth. Now onto the show. And I wanted to start off with the UFC event. Oh, yeah. There was a couple right. ones. We won't have to go over like the entire card or anything like that. I but, didn't watch that. Oh my god, that Bryce Mitchell knockout was probably the scariest knockout I've ever seen. Yeah. For those of you who haven't seen it, Bryce Mitchell, um, he, it was a weird one because usually when you see a guy get knocked out, it's like he gets either hit behind the ear or he gets hit in the jaw, and those are usually the two places that yeah, what like, shuts someone's just... leg. He got hit like straight in the nose. And it just, I don't, you know. That really, that's so sensitive. I immediately, you immediately start crying as well, soon as you get punched in there. Luckily for him, he, he well, I don't know if it's lucky or unlucky, <laughs> but he was unconscious for, for a the, long enough period of time that when he woke up, he probably, that like, you know, that feeling like when you get hit by a basketball and your eyes water. Oh, that's, that was probably so, gone. I've gotten hit in point. that area a couple of times. Um, Let me pull this up. It is scary, and for, for those of you who didn't see, um, we can um, play the clip of the one time that I got hit in the face. I'm probably not. If you can find it, yeah, we'll put it in. But yeah, he uh, so whenever he gets hit square in the nose, falls down. He looks like he's just. It looks already like a pretty scary knockout. And then I don't know if we'll find the one where he like seizures after. No, the one you sent that but, to me. Uh, 
Yeah, he... And you see fights in the my DMs. After, like, 10, 15 seconds of him lying on the ground, he just starts seizuring, and, man, it was the scariest thing I've seen in a UFC fight in a long time. He... Eventually, when he did come to, several minutes later, he couldn't support his own body weight, so, like, people were holding him up, and he was... When he stood up? Yeah, but, like, he wasn't really standing up. He wasn't supporting himself. He, um... Yeah, oh, so he goes down. And then, he, this guy's, like, celebrating. It was crazy, and they showed it on, uh, on TV until, until they realized what was happening. They didn't know what was going on. And then they kind of turned away. But Josh Emmett, man, for a 150-pound dude or 155, that's, oh, God. Yeah, so, uh, but yeah, so he, like, he couldn't support himself. And when he realized what happened, he was just so bummed out that he lost. Um, and he was just like, oh, man. Oh, and, like he was all bummed out. But well, he got knocked out. You don't know what's going on. I know, but it was like, guy, like, I'm just glad you're alive. Like, forget about the fight. Can we talk about how dangerous it is just to be in this sport? Well, honestly, like, I feel like you're a psychopath <laughs> and you're not thinking things very well. When you're getting into, the, uh, granted, most of these guys that are getting into the sport mm-hmm. don't really have much options, or they get into fighting because most likely they're you know they're bu- living bullied. Because a lot of them say a that a lot of them is a bullying thing, and then a lot of them just uh, they're just not doing well in life, and they just want to do something that's gonna get you, them. You know what? I think that is let is less prevalent less now. now than it used to be. Like back in the well, day. Well, think you know, it through guys. Well, this shit happens. Well, but it's so popular now, right? And it's seen back then, the UFC, like in its infancy, that those were like brawls. Those were like real fights. It was basically like a sanctioned bar fight, right? And it was guys with two completely different styles. Yeah, and, but it's you know, still really dangerous, clearly. No, I know. People are people, getting CTE and... People are, are better at protecting themselves now. And it's it's a lot it's a lot more of a sport and because it's treated as a lot more of a sport you're getting a lot more people entering that sport who are doing mma like to start like kids are going to mma gyms and just learning mma instead of being like a guy who grew up wrestling and now he wants to transition to the ufc or a guy who did you know i think it's very dangerous still for sure but you know what if you compare this with other sports like i don't know if, if this is necessarily any more dangerous than football no, I don't think football. I think football is pretty high up there. I think football, on average, you have a shorter career. Like statistically, I think your career is shorter, and I twenty think... most dangerous sports in the world. Okay, yeah. What, what's the list? We got. Go from field hockey. I've actually heard there's a lot of concussions in that. Sport. I don't know how they're doing this. Here, the the most dangerous <clears throat> sports. Does it say by injury rate or by? Let's see. Okay, so I guess it starts with feel hockey, but it goes up, like in danger. Okay. And then, wait, is this all women's sports? Cheerleading? Skiing and snowboarding? Big wave surfing? Cliff diving? Okay. Scuba diving? I can, like, I want real sports, though. Boop. You know, like, cliff diving's Kashi, cool, but that's that not a sport. Like. Botaoshi. What the hell is that? This is this is the worst list. This is, <laughs> I want real sports like football, basketball. I know this is like random shit that it's like all around the world. NASCAR's on here. Oh, here we go. MMA is number eight. 
Okay. Jai What the hell is that? Oh, it's that fucking scoopy thing. Okay, that's definitely not more dangerous than MMA. Boxing is six. Okay. Pole fighting is next. Okay. We got free diving, base jumping, and I don't even see football in here. Nope. Okay, that's a really bad list. Okay. <laughs> Let's go find another one because that's that one's stupid. That is uh, very odd. I can also look it up. Look one up. Yeah, look one up and then because I feel here's. I'm gonna go highest injury rate sports. Rugby's on here in this one on number twelve. American football's number ten on here. They really fucking put bull riding in all these lists. Okay, here this is what I got. In order here, from least to most. Yeah, they keep putting mixed martial arts. Dude, I just feel like... Oh, no, you have to click on these to find out what the injury rate is. That's a bad list. Uh, what? Ranking sports from least to most dangerous. Bleacher Report. What one was yours? What? Okay, hold on. So, the, I get... Okay, 10th least dangerous sport... Or, Bas sorry, most... 10th da most dangerous sport is basketball. Okay. Oh, bleacher sports, you put. No. Okay, I thought you I heard. No, no, bleacher report is the website. I thought you heard you said What the hell is a bleacher sport? I don't like know. Like you play the sport no, in the bleachers like, while you're watching have, another sport? They just have bleachers in the sport. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know. I just assumed. <laughs> the nine, they put all of the X games in one category, which I don't I mean. There's a lot of dangerous sports within Yeah, that's not that. very... And then they put, I mean, skiing, snowboarding I know. In, is all in the X Games. Okay. Eight says skiing, snowboarding, surfing. I guess they're giving us categories. Seven, NASCAR, motocross. Okay. Six, soccer. Can't believe that that's more dangerous than motocross. That's but weird. Five, hockey. That's Makes sense. Four, rugby, K. You don't wear equipment in rugby. I can see that. Oh, football's great. Three, football. MMA is two. And then boxing is one. Okay. Yeah, I can see. That makes sense. More people die in boxing than in MMA, because yeah, uh, getting you, hit you get hit in the head a lot for more. a long time. Yeah, yeah. Whereas in MMA, you can get submitted. You know, you can. Yeah. You and can it's sort of way shorter rounds. No, the rounds are longer. In, uh, I mean, uh, shorter time. Fewer, yeah, fewer, fewer rounds. rounds. Yeah, yeah. So, that's uh, how do you even get on that? Oh, yeah, because the, the whole Cause UFC the card thing. Night. But, yeah, that I mean, that was scary. That was one of the scariest ones I've seen. And you know what's nuts is um, one, of, one of the more recent boxing deaths was a guy, he got TKO'd. So he wasn't, like, knocked unconscious. But he got TKO'd. The ref, you know, when they're getting hit too much, and the ref goes, all right, all right that's enough. Like, you're not going to recover. He did that. And then um, he actually walked out of the ring. And then when he was leaving, he was like, you know, got, was getting all dizzy and stuff and eventually was going to fall down. So people like supported him and he died after. So it was like his brain was swelling, I guess. And oh my God. you know, when that happens, they have to cut out a piece of your skull yeah, yeah, so yeah. that your brain release can swell and the release the pressure. pressure. But I guess they weren't able to do that quick enough and the guy died. And um, Wait, who was that? I can't remember what his name was, um, but the guy who uh, beat him, who killed him, I guess, 
uh, has had his last five fights, every single person he fought gave up. Like, in between rounds, they went back to their corner and just told their coach, like, no, I'm not doing it anymore. So he's got, he's getting, like, a ton of hype, this guy. Oh um, let me see, hold on. Um, recent, let me do with recent boxing deaths. There's a girl right there. Let's see. Damn, there's been a few. There's been a few guys who have just been uh, become vegetables from it as well. Uh, I'll have to find this another time. You mean like time. actually in commas? Or it just like, becomes really stupid from getting hit. No, not not like CTE, like slowed down, like guys that had such bad brain damage, like they're in wheelchairs and like okay. they can't like speak and like, you know, like they've they've been mentally handicapped from it. So boxing's a scary one. It's like honestly, that's a yeah, it's a scary sport. So they say even when you're driving in your car and you're stopping and starting, every time you're doing that, your your brain it's just sitting in your head in like a little goo sack, right? Yeah. And every time you stop, your brain keeps going forward. And if you, when it does that, if you're going fast enough, it hits the front of your skull. And that's what causes mm. CTE. Okay. So that's why like fighters, every time they get hit, right? Like they're moving forward, punches coming this way, it stops their skull and their brain hits their, inside of their skull. Mm -hmm. And if it does that hard enough, it'll knock you out. But if it doesn't, you're just creating all this brain damage constantly. They're saying even driving a car does that. So imagine getting hit like a hundred times in the head in a boxing match. Just driving normally? Yeah. Just stopping and starting. Like in a, in a minor way. Like it's... I'm never leaving this friggin' apartment ever again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm just gonna walk everywhere. Um, <laughs> and uh, the, oh, the other thing from that card was Colby Covington. This was the weirdest thing. Now, there's a few things I want to talk about about Colby Covington. The first thing is everyone got really bent out of shape when he said that thing about Leon Edwards' dad. No idea what you're talking. So Leon Edwards' dad was a was a like the head of a like a criminal organization, a gang in Jamaica, mm -hmm. and he was murdered. Okay. And um, Colby Covington said to him in the press conference, "I'm gonna." drag you down to the seventh layer of hell and we can say what's up to your dad or oh dad. i remember that we did watch that right which is like yeah yeah i mean in the in the that's pretty pre-fight conference yeah it's pretty distasteful but at the same time i'm yeah. like and i saw some i i had this take and then i actually watched a review of this this guy jesse on fire he does good videos if you guys haven't seen him check him out he does good mma reviews He's a guy who's always, like, hyped up and he's yelling at the camera that I watch sometimes. Oh, yeah. He's, like, an older guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A little bit older. Like, maybe not not like that old. Maybe in his 40s. Well, 40s, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, with the tattoo sleeves. But he was saying the same thing. I was like, oh, okay, I'm not the only person who thinks this. Think what? That you're... In terms of, like, escalation and severity of disrespect or, or intensity of what you're doing... Yeah. The most intense thing you can do is get locked in a cage and beat the shit out of each other, right? So why are guys getting bent out of shape when they're like, oh, you said something about my mom? 
that's so much less severe than what you're about to do. Like the the series of escalation is you. If this was like out in the street, right? Yeah. You would I mean, disrespect each other to a point where it became so disrespectful well, you settle in the ring or you settle it because in a fight. the whole point is to fight. Right. But it's like you're trying to get in people's heads and throw them off, right? Like, that could have been his game plan. Like, there's no yeah. way you're going to beat Leon if it's just... If you don't mess with his head. So say something to mess with his head. Well, it's expected. It's expected you're fighting. But it's not expected that you're going to talk about my mom. And, and, and here's the other thing. I mean, it should... I guess at this point it should be, but it's like... you're. It's it's 100% expected you're fighting because that's the thing right. that you're there for. But it's not... It's just not... I guess it's not an expect an expected thing. So they're they're thrown. I guess, but you gotta just. I mean, you gotta expect, especially when you're fighting a guy like well, Colby Covington or McGregor. Their mindset you know should gonna say some crazy stuff. Their mindset should be: this guy could say anything. I yeah. shouldn't get bent out of shape about it because it's ridiculous. And my game is going to be to not get bothered. To have right. a stoic mindset, completely stoic mindset. And that guy's going to get bothered by me not getting bothered. But they're not that smart. Yeah. But oh, and here's the, here's the thing. It's like... They're not prepping also, their mindset properly. Agreed. But even... But agreed. Like, you should just be able to go in there and nothing bothers you. Yeah. But the other thing that I find kind of funny and weird is the individual lines people draw that are personal to them. Yeah, well, you know, like, because for, everybody's got their thing. That's why. Well, I'll give you an example, right? So Leon Edwards got really upset about, uh, about um, that, about him saying something about his dad, okay? When McGregor and, and Dustin Poirier fought, McGregor was saying all of this super disrespectful stuff about his wife, Yeah. you know, saying, just like, just tons of disrespectful the stuff. The same guy. Wife. Yeah, yeah. Huh? This to the same guy that no McGregor was saying this to Dustin Poirier. Right, that and Dustin is the one that got upset about the other guy. No, oh no, the guy. In a totally different scenario. Sorry. So he's saying all this disrespectful stuff about Dustin Poirier's wife, and then uh, randomly one time, like they had a face off, and he said he was going to kill him. Connor was going to kill him in the ring. Right, but and then Dustin Poirier is the one that got that said the thing about the other guy, like about his dad. No. Was, Irrelevant to this this top this <laughs> what I'm saying right now. <laughs> Doesn't matter. I thought Colby Co Covington was the guy who said the thing about Leon Edwards' oh, dad. Okay. This is a different. This is example. a different guy. Yeah, this is a different example. Sorry, it's a different guy, <laughs> not example. A different guy. Two different guys. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. So Sorry. what he said it was a bunch of disrespectful stuff about yeah. this guy's wife for months leading up to this fight, and then one time goes, "I'm going to kill you in the ring." Oh yeah. And then he goes, "You can say whatever you want about." anything basically like but as soon as he said i'm gonna kill you he was like it was the craziest thing you ever heard yeah, lost it that's what i'm saying it's like what there's different things that set people off it makes no sense right i, th I think anyway because we are not bought like we don't we can think objectively yeah well but for sure it's easier when you're not the person we all have insulted. our triggers okay yeah. So when you say something about a certain thing, it's probably going to set me off. Right. And my job is to not let it bother me. Right. Period. Yeah, I agree. I just feel like if this, if your whole job is to do this, and you know that people are just going to try to upset you at press conferences, 
Even if you are you really upset, to you prep should, your mindset. Well, you should just not show them. Yeah, but you have to prep yourself, and these people are not. They're not thinking about these things. They're not being strategic. This is chess. Right. And they're just not playing well. Agreed. Let's take a quick break to talk about one of our sponsors, Whitmer Rejuvenation Clinic. We talk a lot on this podcast about TRT, all of the things involving exogenous hormones. And because of that, we get a lot of questions about it. And we are not experts in this sense. If you want to speak to real experts, because we don't feel comfortable giving any sort of opinion on this, speak to Whitmer Rejuvenation Clinic. These guys are the best, the legitimate doctors. They're not going to push any BS on you. They're going to do a legitimate consult and tell you if you're a good candidate or not. All of the links to this are in the show notes as well as their Instagram handle. Check them out and I promise you're going to have the best service possible in this space. Yeah. And then do you know what the other one was? Okay. This one was even crazier. Now that you got me like thinking about it, um, the Sean Strickland and Tricus Duplicis thing. This one made no sense. To what me. the god? Oh my god! Yeah, on the they were both watching UFC card. Yeah, hold on, but let me set up the whole that, thing. That one, right? Those guys, yeah. But what happened was, okay, all Sean Strickland does is say the most disrespectful yeah. shit about Anyone. everybody, right? And then he's like, you know. Oh, I can say whatever I want and people would be like, you know, whatever. If, if, yeah. if it's, if you're upset, it's because it's true. Blah, blah, blah. Then Drickus, uh, Duplessis says a comment that is mean. And all of a sudden Sean Strickland loses his mind. Yes. That's usually what happens. The people that are the meanest, the people that dish out the most hurtful things that are the most annoying things usually are the least able to take yeah. the stuff. He he's on he's calling people not real men, he's calling people cucks. Yeah, he's, been making, I'm not he's been making fun of this this dude who's the wife did the wag book. Babe, this guy's messed up in the head. You've seen him in yeah. countless interviews. He is out of his mind. He just says the most outrageous things ever. Um that I guy's, pull it up. That guy needs serious <laughs> like psychiatric help. He does, but so home. This is what he had to say about uh, this. So he's been making fun of O'Malley. Uh, Sean O'Malley has an open relationship yeah. with his girlfriend, so he's been calling him a cuck a bunch, and then he's been on a big cuck thing, yeah. <laughs> going after guys who've even like guys who are not like I, I don't actually think Ian Gary is, but they had that weird situation where like his ex. His the, his wife's ex husband is his nutrition coach, yeah, and he and hyphenated his last name to be her last name. And they as were well. living together, right? Allegedly, I'm not sure how true that is. Okay. What I think probably people exaggerated was, if I had to guess, I don't know. Maybe they do live together, but what I would have to guess is, uh, let's say he's uh, in camp somewhere, or he's. You know, and it's away from the home or he's traveling for a UFC event. Uh-huh. Uh, maybe they get an Airbnb and because the guy's the nutrition coach, he'll stay there with Oh, them. I see. That's what I would guess. And then people just exaggerated to say they, he li- they live all together in this weird okay. relationship. But I, like, I don't think your nutrition coach, for any reason, needs to live with you. No. <laughs> like, get it no. together. But anyways. So Sean, Sean, if you need a living nutrition coach, you've got... Probably yeah. some psych. You need to see a therapist, probably. Yeah, I think all these guys need to see a therapist. That's probably you're true. choosing to get hit in the face. <laughs> okay, well, so this is what he said about. So what? What Drickus said was, be something along the lines of, all that, 
all that uh, like abuse your dad did to you when you were a kid, I'm gonna make that all like come back in your mind. You know, every time like you were lying in bed scared that your dad was gonna come in and beat the crap out of you, like I'm gonna make you relive that basically. Okay. And then he kind of he, he visibly got upset. And then Dracus was like, ooh, I see I hit a nerve and was like taunting him about it. And Sean Strickland was like, yeah, you did. It was like a whole thing. So he put out a text after, which is like, bro, you really got hurt by this. He said, I expect nothing less from O'Malley and Dracus. Next time, come at me as a man. Clearly, you don't know what that means. I just want to say one thing that I feel needs to be said. There is a lot of kids out there who've been abused and molested. And it's a damn tragic thing that forever changes you. How you function, how you view the world, how you treat relationships, how you handle addiction. And for some to put you, uh, someone to put you down with that level of trauma on a world stage is an utter disgrace. I have a big following of people who suffered trauma, molestation, and I will tell you that's not funny to me. Whatever you've got, uh, gone through or have been through, isn't funny to me. I hope you all understand that these are weak men who don't understand hardship. They don't understand what it's like to live with demons. Forever a struggle they will never understand. Which, honestly, in isolation, fair. Yeah, obviously. But but you also can't be the guy who's like saying the most heinous stuff and then someone says something actually mean back to you and then you're like... No. Now you're Mr. Sensitive Mental Health Guy? No, because it's like, okay... No, it's not fair. Right. It's not fair. If you're going to give it, you have to be willing to receive it. And he gives it, like, the most. the most, for sure. He is just out of his mind. And so disrespectful. He goes on other people's podcasts and tell them they're not men, they're weak. Yeah. What do you like... think? Hey, buddy. No, don't do that. Um, Go see a therapist and deal with your shit. Fair that these are, you know, things that totally, but... No, you don't get to fucking, you don't get to be a fucking mean person and then just expect everyone to be nice to you. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm 100% with you on that. It's not um, how the world works. And then the other thing with this whole thing, okay, Dana, so you said, we were talking about what happened in the stands, right? Mm-hmm. They had a little yeah, thing back and forth little... and then Strickland kindly asked the uh, I know. Uh, Gilbert Burns' kid to move. And then jumps at him and they have a fight or whatever. And then Dana got interviewed, Dana White, after. And they said, how did that happen? Like, how were those guys seated so close to each other after they just had, like, a big thing at the mm-hmm. press conference? You know, they are clearly pissed. And they're going to have a fight in a few weeks. Why would you, why are they sitting together? And he goes, he said that it's him who chooses all of the seating arrangements. So he did that and just, oops, forgot. Like, he just didn't notice. Oh, I, right. oops, I just went over my head. Are you kidding? That guy has every single little thing planned out. Of course. It's a, it's an orchestrated, it, like... He wanted... He, everything is meticulously planned out. He has meetings. Remember I told you, it's like, I know, Dana, Dana's in a meeting right now, like, telling his people, like, no, that guy, yeah, he needs to sit next to that guy next event. Right. Um, yeah, no, no, we're going to keep this guy for a few more. Because it, build, it builds hype for um, the fight, right? Yeah, for a few more like, events. really wants to see it. This guy's out. We can't have him here anymore. He's not bringing any numbers. It's, it's even like, do you remember uh, when McGregor and Khabib fought and then Khabib jumped out of the cage at Dylan Dennis and there was a huge brawl? 
Dana was like, that's the most disgraceful thing that's ever happened in UFC history. Yet, the amount of times since that happened that they've used those clips as promo mm-hmm. for events. It's like, if this was the most disgraceful thing, you would ne- burn that clip. You would never use it again. You wouldn't put it in lead-ups to fights. Every time Connor fights, there's clips of him, him fighting Khabib's you know, coaches no, in the ring. You can't and- trust anything Dana says. Mm-hmm. Everything is calculated. He is f- first and foremost a businessman. Yeah. Well, yeah. And he's great at what he does. It's just funny. It's like, and maybe, maybe for like self-preservation, he can't be like, yeah, I wanted them to fight in the, I mean, no, in the crowd. Total- but I wouldn't be surprised if he straight up told like one of them trick is to annoy him or, you know, Strickland to not be afraid to like start something like that. I, I, I don't, that. I don't think that he, no, I don't think he would outright talk to them and say something like that. He doesn't need to because Strickland is such a psychopath. He knows he is going to start something. Yeah, true. Okay. He's always looking for a fight. He is. Oh, you know what's crazy? You're looking for a fight if you're starting talk shit. There's like 30 videos filmed by Strickland of himself getting in road rage altercations where he's challenging people to fights and stuff. That's what I'm saying. This guy's looking for fights. Don't film yourself. It's so incriminating. Like someone will cut him off and he'll be like, get out and fight me like a man. And then there's a couple where the other person had a gun and he was like, oh, you coward. Don't like get out and just fight me with your, with your fists. Dude, what is wrong with this guy? He needs serious help. He does. He's very entertaining to watch though. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, he is. It's weird, though, when he when you watch him fight because you think a guy like that just has a crazy aggressive style, mm. and he doesn't. He's got, like, a weird style. It's more... It's, it's calculated. More, and like, he's more about the shit talking. That's the most... There is a funny clip. Have you ever seen the one where he's, he's talking in the cage to the guy? Let me pull it up. I don't know. It's really funny. He goes, why won't you fall? Fall! <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Strickland. Oh wait, no, I want it in. Lind talks. In. Jack, yeah. So, Come on, you're the Jack. Come on, you're all boxers. Oh yeah, that boy. I knew I'd like you. Bro, you just got balls. Why was your fall? Ah, you get performance. At the end, Jack, why is your head made of steel? <laughs> so good. That that I think that one clip alone made Strickland like so much more popular. I didn't even really know who he was before that clip went out, and then they used that in promo in one of his fights, and I was like, this is pretty entertaining. He is definitely entertaining, but he's got too many screws loose. Yeah. Too many loose screws. Same thing. Okay. Yeah, I think it's the same thing. <laughs> um, oh, the, you know what I, uh, I did want to talk about, which I thought was interesting, what? was um, and this is this is a like not quite a one eighty, but it's a little a little different. Um, it was Billy. Uh, is it Eilish? Or yeah, Billy Eilish. Eilish. 
So she put out this thing, basically a video talking about how men don't receive backlash for their yeah. criticism about their bodies. Yeah, which is not true. I think actually it's it's it's. I mean, girls are kind of nasty to each other growing up a lot of the times and stuff, and maybe you feel self conscious about things. But dude, I don't know if it was just, no, it wasn't even just playing sports, but at school too anything that was different about somebody another dude's body they just got ripped on like if you were a fat kid if you were ginger yeah if you I would assume so. had a big nose it like guys are more ruthless vocal and girls will do it behind their backs yeah that's yeah. how it works yeah you guys will gossip i can't i couldn't believe she said that like what yeah. are you talking about yeah how about like first of all Hey, do some research before putting a statement out like that. People are pissed. Yeah. Well, you know, the comment it, section is. I think guys get a bad rap because girls will always say like, oh, guys are so superficial and stuff, especially when they're talking about other women uh, or when they're talking about women. But if you've seen any of those videos where they go out on the street and they like, you know, the stupid interviews they do with random people and they're like, what is a, what's the criteria you need, like the baseline criteria you need for a guy, they're like super fit, six five, no, makes five hundred grand a year. Yeah. And meanwhile, you're looking at this girl, and you're like, who do you? What do you like? Do you, do you think you can get that? Like, it's so one delusional, and two, you're talking about like point zero 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 one percent of the population. That is your criteria to just be interested in a guy. You are never. You're, first of all, never probably going to meet that guy. Two, the chances of you clicking with that guy, like you might be a guy you meet once in your life. Like it's insane. That's it's something a, we saw in one of those shows where they bring on the like only fan girls, and um, oh yeah, we well, saw one of the guys you know coming down on one of the girls yeah. and telling her. The she like she's being a hypocrite because she was saying that same thing. She she was right. describing like the type of guy that she would want to be with, and then, um, like no, I I don't. But know. also, what just like first girls will have all this criteria right that they need. I feel like most guys are just like, I want a girl that's attractive and who is loyal. I don't really have a criteria as far as like. The guys that I've dated in the past all don't look the same right. to each other. You're definitely the most handsome one. Um, I got lucky with you, but I, my most important criteria is is my is he gonna respect me? Is he gonna, you know, want to take care of me? Is he gonna give me the type of attention that I want? Um, are we going to have fun together? Like. And you brought more stuff that I didn't know that I needed as well. But the looks is a plus for sure. And well, I have to be attracted to the person. So that obviously does play a factor into it. That's really step one, right? It's it has like, to, you be, you have to be attracted. First and that's what welcome. Yeah. And most of the time, if it doesn't work out, you got to look at that fact. You got to look at that category. Unfortunately, were you attracted to your partner at all yeah yeah because yeah. you can't force it either you're that's true i think sometimes people actually go the other way and they they just like oh they i don't factor i want to make in. sure someone's funny i want to make sure that this that and that and they 
like they don't worry about sexual chemistry and hope that they can like develop that over time. But it's something that I don't know if you can trick your brain into doing that, but you can't deny. And I don't, I don't think it's superficial. I think it's just the way their brain was built. Yeah. And it's not something that I would ever apologize for because Um, I just think that people just don't want to say, they feel like, I don't know. They feel bad saying it out loud, but we're all thinking the same thing. Yeah. Well, you want to hear what, what Billie Eilish said? So we'll read her quote and yeah. then we'll see. I have two posts that I want to, that I thought were good responses to this. Mm. First, mm. Mm-hmm. the first one um, is it. So this is her quote. Nobody ever says a thing about men's bodies. If you're muscular, cool. If you're not cool, already not true. If you're rail thin, cool. No, Man has ever been complimented for being rail thin. That's like the, probably no. the biggest thing you get me fun of as a kid. No. If you have a dad bod, cool. Who is she talking to? <laughs> if you're pudgy, love it. Really. Everybody's happy with it. You know why? Because girls are nice. They no, don't they're not. Give, they don't give a fuck because we see people for who they are. Girls are not nice at all. Dude, was she homeschooled? Girl, I She... That tells me she grew up living in a little box and she just, at 18 years old, came out of the box <laughs> and she met people. It's insane. That's, and, an ins- that's an insane comment. And then so... Oh, um, you know why girls are nice? Because they won't talk shit. To your face? To your face. Because they talk shit about you behind... That's, but that's so much more damaging psychologically. I know. It's <laughs> fucked up. Yeah. And, and that's why guys are usually get along because you you'll say what you mean to each other's faces more often uh, and guys are so simple too you, you, and not even you'll, that, it's you'll just, hash it out right away you can you can be a friend with you can be a complete stranger and be friends yeah. for a lifetime just because you were around each other and were like do you like football? <laughs> yeah it's like yeah want to watch football yeah. on Sunday girls are more um, reserved yeah. usually to approach each other and start up a friendship. Yeah. Yeah, like look at some, even some of my best friends. They're like very intimidated by each other. I'm, I'm at Marcus at the gym. We're like, you like lifting stuff? Yeah. You want to go get food after? Yeah. I like food too. All right. <laughs> no, I, she's. I'm friend for six years. I don't years, know what she's. She's, this is like the most ridiculous comment ever. People are pissed about it. Yeah, well, and that, so so but I thought some people took some good approaches, just kind of re-educating her. But this is uh, at Coach ZT. This is Zach Tellender, uh, mm-hmm. who's a friend of the show. He uh-huh. responded because he um, he has a very unique body type for weightlifting. He's super like very tall, super lanky, you know, thin limbs, um, but is is good in spite of that. Okay, he's been able to get strong in spite of not having the most optimal body type for this particular sport uh-huh. but so he gets a lot of criticism though online okay and here's some of the comments very he gets s- very small do you even lift does this guy even lift man's been skipping arm day well at least you're tall makes me feel all better about myself wow and then he just posted a body, body dysmorphia, dysmorphia of like a body fat percentage uh chart mm-hmm. that's right. pretty like accurate. this is obese <laughs> it's a guy with a six-pack which obviously not true. Um, and then this guy did a, a rap. Oh, that was good. That it was actually great, so I'll play it now. It to me. 
And this is in response. Oh no, I hate when that happens. Well, let me redo it. He's one of the best scientific minds we have today. Hi, Billy Eilish. I hope your mind would find this enlightening as I did when I took the time to write this. I want to take a bit of time to dig and delegitimize what you said about men's bodies are never criticized. This ain't a this to make you feel lawful and disrespected. Just a man with some years on him offering some perspective. I know women get judged by their bodies and look, it isn't great. It's a cold world and this thing and hate don't discriminate. Guys get criticized for the same things, but they hide like things you can't change if you try. Just like the guy's height, short king but we're so called and then the jokes fall when your hair recedes thins out or fully goes bald and if the facial hair isn't full then we would have to shave it patches on your face can get you trash and emasculated like the one thing that can burn in the center that if this package don't deliver it's returned to the sender but we don't need the movement we simply keep it moving ignore what we can't control and just work on what needs improvement probably why you didn't know we're criticized though because when men express it this is when we're criticized most and women told men to walk in their shoes for too long to look at our experience and act like we ain't got shoes on No problems worse, I just say the problem's different Everybody got their problems, yo, this ain't a competition But if there is a problem and you implying that it isn't Then you're, how you work it? Denying its existence But hope this helps if this ever even goes to you But again, no disrespect, just a different point of view <sighs> So good I, it's, it's not a different point of view, it's the correct point of view she's just saying yeah. something that is just completely well, false she's objectively wrong what well how long have you run let me see he, uh nine minutes okay uh yeah she's objectively wrong but i just uh, i just can't imagine like being in a world that She's either lying and she is aware that men are being get criticized, or it's like no, I think she genuinely doesn't think that. That's as crazy as me being like, uh, I've, ne I've never heard of women's bodies being criticized. Like, no, it's it's ridiculous. That's crazy. She's wrapped up in her own little own little world, and that's all she sees. That's what happens when you're stuck in one perspective and you just live in that world. Do, do you think that's a um, you know? Do you think that she's a product of like that hyper feminist movement now? Like, in her head, she's actually been conditioned to think that, like, all women are super nice and all men are, like, bad guys. Probably. That's kind of the narrative, right? Yeah. What I think happens in everybody's mind, in everybody's own little world, is that they live this specific um, life perspective. Mm -hmm. And when you don't allow yourself to open up and to be you know, to listen to other people's point of view, you just are just closed in, in this tiny world. And this is all you believe in. These are my beliefs. And I'm going to take only the stuff that I like to hear or things that I think are correct. But what people need to do is to completely open up, listen to things that they don't like and sort through those things. And then, you know, that's, uh, I mean, that's how you should live your life because otherwise you're just in this weird bubble that is of your own creation and then it's just not reality. You're not living the real world. You're not letting everything in. Yeah, I, I agree. And I think people get in, um, once they put themselves in a category like or like a box or a political ideology or like someone, someone decides they're a Republican or somebody decides they're a Democrat or whatever it is, they just started 
agreeing if they're not careful with everything everything that is considered a democratic like a a liberal perspective that's dangerous or or the opposite right and it's like they instead of critically thinking and being like i don't really care what party like you should never make an opinion because your party shares that opinion or whatever you party you affiliate with and you i think you can also be affiliated with a party and still have you know different opinions within that party yeah, or you can be completely independent and just make a, uh, decisions on a issue by issue basis. That's yeah. the most, most healthy way to do it, right? Yeah, but I mean, you don't, I guess you don't have to put yourself in the category for voting or whatever. I I I, I think in the states you you register, right? But you I have think, to, like, yeah. Mark, I think like for example, Marcus is a registered independent, so like he doesn't subscribe to a political party. Yeah, you know, votes however he wants, but. Um, you know, it's, it's actually, I don't even know if you need to tell them. I don't remember. I don't remember. I've never had to vote in the States because um, when I registered, I I can't, I can't remember what the, but, um, yeah, it's like, I don't know. It's, it's weird. People get stuck in those, those ways. And it's like, to go back to the feminist movement thing, we actually had another thing here with Brett Cooper talking about the soft girl era thing. (sighs) Yeah. That's like the pushback, right? Cause, and I think there's some truth to this. This is like. You know, this is a, I would guess people would call it a conservative view, but it's the idea that the, the, the extreme feminism that's been pushed on women for so long, like a lot of women feel let down by where it's led them, mm-hmm. you know, basically they, you took away something super rewarding, right? You tricked women into thinking that that giving up basically motherhood and being around your child 24 seven and providing in the home and doing all these like really important things is somehow meaningless and makes you less of a contributing member of society. And that the thing that they really should be valuing is advancing their corporate career. And it's like, to me, it's such a like twisted backwards thing. And it's like, to me, what makes sense is, I'm sure the government loves that, right? Now, instead of having one source of income to tax, they have two sources of income to tax. Yeah. They're not complaining about that. And your kid now doesn't have you around 24-7. They go to the school funded by the government where they get taught all the government ideals. And then you see them a couple hours a day when you get home from work. And it's like... They can be indoctrinated with whatever ideas they want. You know, it's, it's, I think that whole thing is like so ridiculous. Why would you want to give up that home life and being around a kid? It's like now it's gone so far that way that, and and things have gone so expensive and society has adjusted so much to that two income household that most people don't even have the option to have a stay-at-home mom anymore. I know, but a lot of, you can't say that's a blanket statement that you're making, okay? First of all, I I agree to some extent. Some people don't have that luxury, babe. Some no, people we, have to work. They some don't people. have that luxury now because society has adjusted to, to a two-income household system. Well, yeah. No, no one can afford to stay home. Right, but that's a, that is a product of that movement, though. That has happened over the last... 20, I mean, I years. guess I would have to see the statistics. I'm, I'm assuming maybe that's, I mean, it sounds like it could be 
a product of that movement. Okay. I, I think that's my opinion is that I think that it, it is. could be, especially with the how the economy. Yeah, I guess that's how it works. You know, like more people in the workforce, more people buying things, demands higher, whatever, inflation, etc. Um, I don't know. I. I don't. I when I was in college and I was in high school, forget it. I never had thoughts of having kids. Like mm-hmm. I just didn't think about that. But when I was in college, I was super against having kids. I did not want to have kids. I said, I will never have kids. Like, this isn't for me. Why? I don't recall exactly why. I definitely had a boyfriend who didn't want to have kids. And I think I adopted his ideology. And I think Mm. women don't want to admit this, but we do look. I looked in my partner's I looked guidance in my partners mm-hmm. and maybe that's a product of me being the youngest kid in my family. So it probably varies from mm-hmm. gr- girl to girl, but I always had like, you know, trusted in my partner and their ideals. And that's where, who I spent the most time with. So that's where I got the most information from probably other than my parents. And, you know, I was in college, you mm-hmm. know, I didn't, Think about that. I think it's just like you, every, every so often, every like kind of era, you start shifting your mindset into different things that you care about. And I don't know. I just, I don't know why, but that's, I I had that ideal. And now it's the complete 180 with you. I want to take care of you. My, you're my number one priority. I want to make sure that the house is clean I obviously like things a certain way. Right. So when you try to help out, I'm like, let me just do it. <laughs> but I don't know. I have adopted this mindset and I think it's because I have so much respect for you and what, how you behave and how you carry yourself and the person that you are that I want to do my part. I want to take care of you. And now I'm like, I'm not so career driven as I was before mm-hmm. and I wouldn't mind being a stay at home mom. I don't know if I could do like a full stay at home mom situation. I might have to have still something to be driven by. Yeah. I don't, I don't know that, I, that I could just sit there just taking care of the kid. I don't know. I don't yeah. know. I really don't know. But I don't see anything wrong with that. I never did. I always believe that like whatever you want to do and whatever type of life that you want to have, mm-hmm. you have to figure it out. Not just because someone told you to do that. So I do think that that movement's happening because girls in this case are just, they're not adopting. They're not really searching like what, how I want to live my life. How do I really want to live my life without anyone's input? Mm-hmm. How do I want to feel every day? What kind of, you know, like not even legacy, but like what kind of, how do I want to leave the world behind, behind me? Mm-hmm. Like if I'm on my deathbed, what kind, you know, how, how do, you want how do I want to talk about you? Not even. I don't, I think that that's the wrong kind of mindset. I think that you giving a shit about what other people think is not good for you. 
you shouldn't care about what people think of you. And if you care that much, then you need to do a lot of introspective work. I th well, I think there's something important about that, right? Like caring about how other people's perceive other people perceive you kind of keeps you in check, right? There's a lot of people where sure. if they didn't care, if you only cared about yourself and advancing yourself and how you feel and like you might be a shitty person. No, I I think maybe I'm not saying this correctly then. I feel that yeah, I I I want people to remember me as a uh, a person who cared a lot that you know invested herself into those relationships that I cultivated that I've helped in some way. Mm -hmm. I think that I've done that a lot. Um, and that's mostly via talking with the girls that follow me on my, on my socials. And I think I've done that extensively because of the feedback that I've gotten so far. And I want to carry myself in the most authentic way, which I also think that I have. Yeah, I think you Without think you divulging too much of my personal life. Mm -hmm. And those are the most important things to like help people. And, and well, I don't know where I'm going with this, I guess. I guess, I guess it's just a different perspective. You want to be, you want to be helpful. You want to, you, you want to do the right things for people because that makes you feel good. But you're not, you're not doing it because you want people to speak nicely about you. Right. Your goal is not to have no, people. No, yeah. I'm not fixated. Way. I'm not it's... fixated on. I guess I'm not fixated on how the world perceives me because I know that I carry myself in the most honest way that I possibly can. That I do my best as a human being. Yeah. I have sure. my faults. I'm not perfect, but I do. I do try to say try to say the the right thing. Try not to hurt people's feelings. Um, you know. And, and I just, I don't know, these girls are, they seem so fixated on wanting to be the best of the best of the best ever mm -hmm. with honors. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're trying to be better than men. They're trying to prove something. Oh, it definitely feels competitive. And I don't give a fuck about that. I'm not trying to be better than you. Yeah. I don't think I will ever be better than you in a lot of things, but I'm definitely better than you in certain categories. And even in sometimes in those categories, you help me out that mm -hmm. I'm quote unquote better than you at. Yeah. So I just don't, I don't see it that way. And I don't know why, why it's gotten like this. It just feels very competitive guys against girls. And it's like, I don't know, it's very frustrating to see. Yeah. I don't think it's good for society. Overall. No, it's not good for society. It's not we good. need That's each not other. to say that women um, shouldn't have careers or shouldn't... You not at college. all. It, well, all I'm saying is that it, it's, it shouldn't be demonized to have a traditional female gender yeah. role. If that is what you want, because I think while some women may not want that, and that's totally up to them, you're programmed now from such a young age to believe that that's what you want, that I don't think women are even thinking about that until they're like already in their thirties and they're like, Oh, or you know, forties and they're like, and damn, I wish I right. started a family, but I didn't even think about it because nobody told me that's something I should or yeah. really like can even do and be respected. It seems like 
there's always limited options presented. First, it was like in the 50s, the women didn't have the voice to talk. Well, maybe not then. Maybe that was like way earlier. But I mean, sort of, I mean yeah. But I'm just, you know, putting an air out it's there. Pretty old school tradition else. in the 50s, yeah. And, and then it just went comp- the complete opposite. And it's like, there's no balance ever. I know. It's the pendulum that usually happens, right? Especially politically. Like things get really, really liberal. And then people are like, all right, that's too much. And then they swing back conservative. And then people are like, okay, this is a little crazy. And then it just... Yeah, I think it's... You know? That's why you see... First you had uh, Obama, Democrat, Trump, uh, Republican, Biden, Democrat. And probably if Trump stops getting taken off the ballot in places, <laughs> <laughs> you know, probably you're going to gonna see him back in office or a Republican, you know? So that's, uh, that's the way it is. I don't think it's the best. I think that's probably a good place to leave off yeah. for today because we covered quite a bit. I did want to talk about Gail Lewis because she's pretty yeah, epic. Should but, we talk uh, about her in the next, next Yeah, one. maybe we talk about her in the yeah. next one. <laughs> Our girl Gail. All right, guys, thank you for listening. Um, as always, again, make sure you check us out, hyperstrengthcoach.com. You got every program in strength training and general fitness. You can try any of them for free for seven days just by clicking the seven day free option at checkout. And if you want personalized training by me, you wanna work with me directly, just shoot me an email at Hayden, H-A-Y-D-E-N, at hybridperformancemethod.com. And we will catch you guys in the next episode.